0: I was like a dead one among the living of my people. I was in a house but was homeless. I was obscure and unknown. No one knew me in this town except for a few among them. I was living in the corner of obscurity. No one from among men or women came to me. I was hidden from the people of the time. I did not undertake a trip to any land nor did I travel all over the world. I have not seen Arabia nor explored Iraq. And Allah is my witness I did not have an abundance of wealth. I have not suckled from the udders of the world, except like suckling from the barren from whom the milk of high quality cannot be expected. I did not ride an animal except such as did not provide any comfort. Then my Lord gave me glad tidings in those days that he would suffice for me in all my endeavors and would open for me the door to every blessing from the bounties." As I have pointed out, it was a time of scarcity and of diverse needs when my Lord gave me the glad tiding that he would make my affairs easy and my path effortless and provide for all my needs. At that time and in a time far removed from peace, I was commanded to get a ring made with these prophecies engraved on it, so that at the time of their fulfillment it would be a sign for the seekers of truth, an incontrovertible argument against the enemies." O people of sound judgment, I still possess this ring. Here is its impression. Footnote start. More than thirty years have passed since the casting of this ring, but it has not been lost up to this day by the grace of God Almighty. At that time, there was no sign of any honor for me, nor any mention of my fame. I was in the corner of obscurity, deprived of renown and acceptance. Footnote end. Baha'zadeh <inaudible> Masih Footnote start. The inscription reads: "Alayhi Salam Kafin Abduhu," meaning, "Is not Allah sufficient for His servant?" Footnote end. Then Allah acted in accordance with His promise, and the cloud of His bounty rained just as it had thundered. Allah transformed a small seed into all trees and ripe fruits. There is no way to deny, even if all the groups of the disbelievers were to unite. For the testimony of the witness has blackened the face of everyone who denies it. How can the midday sun be denied? When the word of my Lord was fulfilled and he filled my coffers, people came running to my door. From a job I became like oceans, from a small pebble I became like mighty mountains, from a small plant I became like trees laden with fruits, and from an insect I became like a renowned hero of the battlefield. Certainly there is a sign in this for those who are wise. Similarly, in the very beginning of my mission, my lord gave me the glad tidings of a long life, saying, You will witness a distant progeny. Hence, in keeping with this, he granted me a life long enough to see not only my own children, but also the children of my children. He saved me from being like the yaptar, who are not granted a child. This sign alone shall suffice for a person of good fortune. Therefore, O ulema, muhaddithin traditionalist, and fuqaha, jurists. Does your wisdom allow you to accept that Allah would take care of all these matters for someone who forges calumnies against him and tells lies in his presence? Can you find any precedent in the sunatullah, way of Allah, that for such a long time, who would continue to manifest his knowledge of the unseen upon an impostor; that he should perfect his bounty upon such a person as he does in the case of his truthful messengers, that he should help him with manifest honor in every field, that he should grant him such respite that he reaches from youth to old age despite such fabrication, that thousands of his friends should be joined with him, that he should on the one hand help him and on the other reprove his cruel enemies as if they were dogs, that he should grant him what has not been granted to any of his contemporaries and annihilate or disgrace and abase before his eyes whoever engages in a mubahila with him. Have you ever witnessed divine succor like that bestowed upon me for someone who is always inclined towards worldly pursuits and has fallen in love with worldly charms and is from among the fabricators and deceivers? Have you ever seen Allah's help for such a one the way he has helped me? What then is the matter with you? Why do you not reflect like the righteous? May God guide you. How long will you continue to declare the servants of God who are recipients of his support to be disbelievers? You reject me and I do not know why you reject me. Have I repudiated the book of Allah or denied that which the prophets have brought? Or have you not witnessed divine signs so that you are in doubt? Or have I come to you at the wrong time to let you allege that I have come like an impostor? What is the matter that you neither understand nor recognize the truth? Reflect upon the earlier group of impostors and the large multitude of pretenders claiming to receive revelation. How Allah smashed them into pieces on account of their imposture and how he destroyed them, left no trace of them, effaced their signs and annihilated their supporters for their lying and for their competing with the truthful ones. Had it not been for the differentiation made by Allah between truth and falsehood, peace would have disappeared. The holy would have been deemed to be at par with the unholy and the deserts with habitations. No distinction would have been left between those favored by God and those rejected by Him. May God have mercy on you, now that falsehood does not last long and impostors are humiliated in the last part of their lives. Moreover, the impostors are a forsaken community that is not supported by the all-knowing, nor does he testify to their truth. Their quivers are without arrows. They possess nothing but talk. They are not supported nor blessed like the elect of God. For this indeed is the way of Allah, that whenever an impostor rises against the truthful one and stands up to him in disagreement and confronts him with the intent of mubahillah, God Almighty throws him down with disgrace and humiliation. This is what God, the Holy One, always does in order to distinguish between the truthful and those who are liars. Imposters are never granted help from Allah, nor are they supported by the Spirit from Him, nor are they blessed with heavenly light. They are not offered the food that is granted to the virtuous. They are nothing but the dogs of the world. You will find them ever inclined towards it they will find their bosoms full of mundane desires. Indeed, their own actions testify against them. Hence, eventually, they will be humiliated. Only then will the being that distinguishes the wicked from the pure be recognized. As for those who were found to be truthful by their Lord Allah the Exalted, turned their attention away from the mundane world and inclined them to his own self. Therefore, for his sake, they opted for the dark day, i.e. a life of trials, and a red death, i.e. the death of martyrdom. They surrendered both their body and soul to him and hastened to him to the best of their ability. They fulfilled all the requirements of love and completed the circuits of devotion. Such people shall not be disgraced in this world or in the hereafter. They will abide in mansions of honor and loftiness. They will not witness any weakness when facing their enemies and Allah will protect them from every slip. He shall pardon them and exalt them if they stumble. As such, they will lead a life of security. The difference between them and fabricators is comparable to the growing brightness of the forenoon and the night when it becomes still, or the one between good milk and very sour vinegar. To the onlooker, the light upon their faces is very evident. They have bidden farewell to the hag of the world and her embellishments, and opted for the hereafter and tasted its tranquility." They have attained peace with God after discarding their baser desires. They fell prostrate at the altar of God and hastened to Him after their estrangement from this world. They contented themselves with the coarse fabrics and humble vegetables of this world. Thus their souls are given cloaks shining like lightning along with a pure diet and they are given back what they have left behind. This is how Allah treats His sincere people. Allah looked upon them and found them clean and pure. He saw that they preferred him to whatever is other than him. Therefore, he accorded them preference in opposition to their opponents. He found that they were his and so he became theirs and made them the recipients of the descent of light. This indeed has been the divine practice for the earlier people as well as the latter ones. Numerous wells are dug up so that they may be thrown into them but God pulls them out with his own hands and assists them. The calamities they face are not meant to destroy them, but are intended to show God's miracles through them. The afflictions they encounter are not meant to annihilate them, but to prove that they are the ones receiving his succor. These are the people whom their beloved has chosen for himself, and God does not humiliate a people unless the hearts of these chosen ones are distressed because of the trouble caused by the evil ones. Such has been his practice since times immemorial, for whenever his servants turn to him, their entreaties are accepted. And when they seek victory, the plans of every unjust and stingy opponent are frustrated. His chosen servants live under the mantle of his protection. You see them to be living, but they have annihilated themselves for him. Do you think that such people belonged only to earlier ages, and that God does not desire similar individuals to be raised in the latter days? May your mother lose you. Footnote start. In the Arabic language, this phrase is used to convey a reprimand with affection. Footnote end. This kind of thinking is manifest error. May Allah forgive you. You have strayed too far away from the sunnah, practice of the Lord of all the worlds. But for the presence of such elect of God, the earth and its inhabitants would have fallen into chaos. This is why their being is essential until the day of judgment. My Lord has sent me to restrain the hands of the disbelievers from reaching you and to prepare you for the descent of the heavenly light. What is the matter with you that you are not grateful but are instead turning away from guidance? Do you know that you will be left to yourselves uncontrolled? Every day is followed by its morrow. I have not come to you out of any selfish inclination, nor was I eager to make an appearance. Rather, I preferred to live an anonymous life, quite like the dwellers of the graves. Despite my dislike for being known, my Lord made me go before the people, and despite my fleeing from fame and prominence, he illumined my name throughout the world. I spent a sizable portion of my life in a manner that resembled a close secret or a scared hedgehog, or an old rusty bone buried beneath the earth, or an insignificant wit. God then bestowed upon me that which has made my opponents indignant. He honored me graciously with his shining revelation, which incensed the ignorant. They were unjust and unfair, and tried to outdo each other in aggression. Whirlwinds and great gales of hatred raged from them against me. But, O wise people, you have witnessed their sad end. Now after them I invite you to Allah, If you accept, Allah will suffice for you. But if you reject again, Allah is enough to reckon with you. Peace shall be upon him who follows the guidance. O brave young people, may Allah's mercy be upon you. You are witnessing a great revolution in the world and watching a variety of signs. The most unfortunate people in this age are the Muslims. Their dominion has been snatched away from them and many of them are alienating themselves from the faith. No calamity descends except upon them, and no misfortune befalls except upon their people. Nor is there any innovation, but is introduced among them. The world does not present its treasures to them, except to dazzle their eyes. We see their youth. They have discarded the lifestyle of the Islamic nation, and have obliterated the marks of the Sunnah of the Prophet. They shave their beards, take pride in their mustaches, and let them grow, along with dressing like the Christians. They are the unluckiest people under the canopy of the heavens for whom the earth provides a shelter in this age. They turn away from the grace of Allah whenever it visits them, flee from the mercy of Allah when it comes and avoid Allah's serving table, heavenly food, when it approaches them. They follow other paths. They fear not the heat of the fire and its flames, yet they fear the bitterness of the world. They have traversed the entire path of which Satan did not cover even half. In this way, they have gone beyond the rebellious, sneaking whisperer. Among them are some who say they alone are scholars, yet they talk like fools and mislead people without possessing knowledge and guidance. They turn away from the truth which now is so open and self-evident. They bury the best of the messengers in the earth but raise Isa to the heavens. That indeed is an unfair division. They have sight but do not see. They witness the truth, yet they pretend knowingly to be sightless. They hide truth that is as manifest as the midday sun. Do they not see the help of Allah and the way it came? Each year God demonstrates to them signs which they so abhor. Footnote start. I have recorded time and again that among the magnificent signs of Allah is the prophecy that contains the news that great. Multitudes of people will accept me and join this movement. I received this revelation when I was unknown and obscure among the commoners and the elite. After that, the number of my followers increased to such an extent that its full range and the extent of its numbers is known to God, who has knowledge of all that is known and unknown. Therefore, pause and reflect. Is this not one of the great signs? My statement is also supported by what I receive today the last day of January 1907 from Egypt, I reproduce a couple of lines for the perusal of the fair-minded, which are as follows. Letter of Ahmed Zuhri Badruddin of Alexandria. To the honorable and worthy of respect, the promised Messiah of Qadiyan, India and the Punjab, after salutation, it is submitted that in this country the number of your followers is very large, quite like the particles of sand and pebbles. Every one of them is a genuine follower of your creed and the follower of your helpers. The writer, Ahmad Zuhuri Badruddin of Alexandria, December 19, 1906. Footnote end. Then they pass by them as if they have not seen anything. They are distancing themselves from the paths of piety as if there is a lion weaving havoc on these paths or there are other afflictions that would seize them, do they imagine that they will not be called to account and will be left alone like something lost and forgotten? Do they not see the signs of my Lord, or have they ever seen Allah treating an impostor like this? What has happened to them that they do not give up the habit of inflicting pain, using abusive language, and hurling insults? Are they under an oath or a pledge or a promise? The fact is that God listens and watches. Woe be upon them! They exceed the limit of piety, and their hearts have been sealed. As a result, they have given preference to nictalopia, and blindness. They do not fear God, but are afraid of His creatures, nor do they protect themselves from the heat and flames of hell. They were given the keys of the house of the faith, which they neither entered themselves, nor did they let others enter it. Can there be any hope that they would believe in the Imam of the age? On the contrary they say that he is an impostor who is misleading the world and parading in the garb of a muslim and that he does not believe in god and his chosen prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa they have not split my chest open what then has informed them of my secret disbelief they have witnessed such signs that if they had been witnessed by the parish people of the earlier ages they would not have suffered chastisement in this world and in the hereafter It is indeed so unfortunate that the sun rose in their presence, became so bright, and yet they are hiding themselves in a cave and give preference to darkness. They make no distinction between the embezzler and the trustworthy, nor between the bright day and a dark night. They seek to put out the light sent down by the glorious God, but Allah is the master of His will even if their machination could move mountains. Do they imagine that there are people who know no decline? God will soon nullify their machination, even if it looks like the milk that goes down the throat, fast and becomes part and parcel of the body, or like a diet that is very nice and sweet. Do they have the power to avert his decree? Holy is our Lord, the incomparably high. He is always triumphant and is never defeated. The jurisdiction of his wit extends from the heavens to the depths of the earth. Is there a brave young person who fears him and does not transgress? Is there an emancipated person, unfettered by prejudice, who submits to him and does not disobey? Are they relying on the beliefs of their early forefathers, in whose thinking there was no consistency? You will find that they differed among themselves. Their minds repeatedly tossed their views in diverse directions, and therefore they could not muster any stability or permanence. Each moment it continued to change. I swear by Allah that I am truthful. They denied what I brought without any knowledge or clear reason. Should they be proven true? I willingly surrender myself for the slaughter. What more can I do? For their part, they only concoct wild conjectures while remaining unaware of the truth. They claim that the earthquakes and the plague had struck them due to the evil fortune of those people who are inauspicious. Look at what they are saying. They simply blurt nonsense. O enemies of the book and the messenger, wherefrom do you augur evil fortune? Do you think that this calamity has hit you because Allah has sent his servant to clinch his argument and to warn the people who are heedless? Woe unto you and your conjecturing. Allah had given tidings of these phenomena beforehand, yet you mock Allah and his messengers. Verily, Allah is watching all that you do. You witness the nights of disbelief and their darkness and you do feel the need for a messenger and behold the signs of his coming. Yet you deny as if you were a blind people. Ever since the auspicious day of Islam dawned and Allah decided to eliminate shirk associating partners with Allah from the world by demonstrating extraordinary signs, you made it a point to hatch plots against his signs so that people might not turn towards the truth. This is despite the fact that you clearly read in Surah An-Nur that all the Khulafah, caliphs or successors, will be raised from among this very ummah. Nevertheless, you continue to search for Isa, who is among the Israelites, and forget about what has been explicitly stated about the Khulafa within this ummah. You read the hadith of the Prophet of Allah stating, Your imam will be from among you, yet you feign ignorance. Do ye dare deny the one who has come from the gracious Lord with clear signs and arguments? You can see how badly the disbelievers have damaged your faith, the best of all faiths. They are bent upon making you apostates and turning you into the cohorts of Satan, as they themselves are. May Allah have mercy upon you. Know that Allah, out of his jealousy for his honor, has decreed that he will send his servant to the world, fulfill his promise, and safeguard his servants from the band of the rebellious. Thus, I am the appointed servant of God, and the present time is that time which had been written about beforehand. Truth has been manifested, and the time has been determined. What is the matter with you that you do not understand? Woe unto you for becoming the first to reject me, whereas previously you had been waiting for someone to come. Do you not see how the earth has been completely overtaken by shirk? Why then do you reject knowingly what Allah has himself sent down? O scholars of this nation, do not be inclined towards the goblet of sleep, for God is awakening you with extraordinary calamities and is warning you of even greater troubles. Where is the fear like that of the righteous, and where is the water of tears that flow in remembrance? Where is the fear like that of the righteous, and where is the water of tears that flow in remembrance of Allah the Supreme? You were the vessel of faith, yet this vessel overflowed indeed and started streaming down with disbelief. It has astonished me that the bird of your souls did not bear young ones or eggs. O squanderers, were you created for merely sitting at neatly laid tables to eat bread with roasted meat? Nay, Allah the Exalted said, I have not created the jinn and the men, but that they may worship me. Surah Zariyat, chapter 51, verse 57 of the Holy Quran He did not say, but that they may eat. Holy is Allah, what a path you have adopted and what a way you have taken. Do you think you will live to the end of the world, never die and continue to reap the fruits of this world forever? The world is approaching its end. Why do you not wake up and ponder, even after the plague and many other calamities have encamped in this land of yours? Summer or winter, these calamities are your constant companions that never leave you alone. Why do you not reflect? Are you weak of eyesight or are you stark blind? They have not spared even your own selves, your children, your women, and your near ones. Many of your relatives depart this world with each passing day. Indeed, you do little more than wail and cry. Allah never chastises a people unless he first sends a messenger to them so that he might clinch his argument against them and decide the matter once for all. Thus has Allah declared in his book, and thus has it been his practice with regard to the earlier ummas. What then is the matter with you that you do not recognize the Imam that has been sent to you and failed to follow the summoner raised among you? Are you unaware of the end of those who denied and rejected? Are you content to die in ignorance and to be held accountable in the hereafter? You are being guided to the pure word, so why do you prefer the impure and leave what is pure? You reject him who has appeared before you, yet you call upon the one who is dead, i.e. Jesus, from the high heavens. You are guilty of abusing and maligning and say whatever you want to say without fear of the day when every soul will be brought before God for the reckoning. A prophet is never disgraced, but in his own land. Hence, you may continue to abuse and malign, but Allah is all-hearing and all-seeing.